Hello, my name is Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Zen Parenting Radio. We have a list of things that you don't think we're going to get through. Sure we will. I'm going to go through them real quick, though, just because people sometimes tune in just to hear what we're talking about, and then they tune out based on what we say. Don't tune out. Don't tune out. Stay tuned in. <laughs> um, divorced kids. When it's, yeah. No, not divorced kids. Parents no. who have divorced. <laughs> Parents And they have of, children. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. So we're going to give two tips. No, one tip. We're going to, you know, what we're going to do is because we've had some emails from people who would like us to talk more about families who are separated or divorcing or divorced, um, we're going to try and incorporate some tips, if not every week, most weeks, into how to make that situation, um, um, how you can handle that in the most, uh, in the best way. How's that? How's that? I think that sounds pretty good. Okay. So what are I'm, you doing? I'm turning my thing off so you don't hear that noise that just happened. Okay. Um, so, okay, that's very good. Number two, two personal stories that happened. Skyler's soccer game didn't go over so well. Okay, and to you. To me. Because I haven't thought about it since that we were in it. Signing your kids up for summer camps. Yes. And the resistance you might get from your kids. Yes. Based on what camps you decide together to put them in. Yes, can I say really quickly one thing? Sure. Because JC this morning is like, Mom, I'm just really used to getting up and relaxing and eating breakfast when I want. And she goes, I'm just really used to that. I'm like, for the last, we've done that for four days. That's mm-hmm. it. But yeah. she's already into that schedule. I know. Okay. I know. All right. And then um, I'm a public service announcement about drowning. It's okay. actually a very important um, message that, uh, or reminder really, or maybe it's a message. Well, I think it's like information that people may not know at all. Right. I exactly. mean, it was kind of new. And then last but not least, um, JC's will every now and again wearing these glasses that she doesn't need, like real glasses. Yeah. And you and I are going to debate that. Okay. Hopefully. And then boys' emotional stuff. (laughs) All right? We're never going to... Okay, so let's just dive in. So instead of saying never, let's be optimistic. We might get through all of this. That's right. So Okay, go ahead. Okay, boys' emotional awareness first, because if you listened last week and you follow our Facebook page or my blog, you know that Todd and I are offering a class next fall um, called BU, um, Helping Fifth Graders Become Emotionally Intelligent Leaders. And basically, um, we're offering it six sessions because there's been a lot of questions about it. um, And I've been sending out the curriculum to people. So if you want it, you have to email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com or you can, you know, talk to us on our Facebook page. We'll make sure you see it. But we are going to be doing six sessions. It's over like about a couple months in the fall. We're trying to make it very simple. So it's not going to be a huge strain on your family. And, you know, basically what I'm saying is that it's something that I think you'll be able to do if you're interested. And as we said last week, we had a girls sign up immediately. We have 10 girls in, done, closed. Okay, great. Waiting list for Well, we do have a waiting list and we have people who want to do it in the spring. So if you're interested in doing it in the spring, please email us because you'll be first on the wait, you know. Right. You'll be on the waiting list, top of the waiting list. But again, it's getting these boys involved. We've got a few. So it's not like we're at zero, but it's just been an interesting... um, been interesting to watch how yeah. the parents of girls are like, my girls need emotional awareness. They need to know how to deal with bullying. They need to know how to deal with competition and body image. But parents of boys, this doesn't seem to be a top priority. Yeah, and um, it's obviously not scheduling simply because these days girls are as busy, if, if not, not more, more busy yeah. than the boys. Right, and we're making the schedule around, um, you know, it does. it's not until later it's at night. It's in the night. evening, It's yeah. in the late So unless evening. you play hockey where ice time is cheaper or something like that, most of the practices are done by 7 o'clock. Yes, yeah. So it's not a scheduling thing. You're right. I think it is parents 
of boys who don't prioritize it as much. and Or maybe if not that they don't prioritize it, they don't realize how important it is. Like instead of us saying, oh, those parents, they just don't make it a priority. I don't know if they know why it's such a big priority. Why is it such a big priority? Well, I think that, you know, for the same reasons as girls, but boys have a different experience here. Boys, not only do we not focus on our boys' emotional awareness and not only do we not really discuss with them their feelings, but they then, they don't know how to uh, discuss it. They don't know how to put language to it. And because they're male, they have to push it down more than girls do. I think it's more socially acceptable for a girl to have a feeling, know what that feeling is, express that feeling, and it's like, okay, good. And and be done with it. But here's the thing, guys. Boys have the exact same feelings. Right. It's a human feeling. It's a human feeling. This is not gender. But that's what's funny, Todd, is I think that some people say, oh, boys don't cry, or boys don't cry as much. Well, just ask the guy from The Cure. From the cure. Oh yeah, boys don't cry. Boys I don't, don't nah, cry. Nah, or nah, ask nah, the nah, guy nah, who nah. made that movie, Boys Don't Cry. Yeah, but actually, that was a girl. Right. She was transgender. Got and it. She was, so you know, there's that may not work quite as well. The song this. was better. I should have stopped. At yeah, the you song. should have stopped at the song, and then we'll keep wah, going here. <laughs> but basically, um, boys have just as many emotional experiences. But when they get into when they are, start to grow up, society, parents, whoever starts to teach them that they shouldn't have that emotional expression. And so they start to push it down or think that crying or or being angry or not so much angry, but being, you know, having a tantrum or having a frustration is somehow female. Right. Which that in itself is ridiculous to like feel weak and then being called a girl mm-hmm. is the the negative thing we say to them. Right. That's crazy to right. me. But anyway, my point is is that boys need to express themselves just as much as girls do, and we need to teach them appropriate ways to do it because if we don't any emotion they have, embarrassment, sadness, fear, can come out as anger because that's really the only socially acceptable emotion that a boy can have, mm-hmm. right? Because if a boy's angry, we somehow then pay attention. Right. Or a man gets angry. But that is a second-tier emotion, meaning anger comes from sadness or embarrassment that hasn't been recognized or realized or addressed or acknowledged. So then it becomes anger. And then what happens with anger that it, you don't have tools for? Um, if you don't have tools, then you lash out on whoever's around you. That's right. Emotionally, you do that. Physically, you do that. And that's how, you know, fighting occurs and, and serious bullying. Like bullies, you guys, male bullies and female bullies too, but I'm just talking about boys. Male bullies are scared little boys who feel so insecure and so uncomfortable in their own skin that they lash out and they use anger to make other people feel uncomfortable to bring them down to their level. Mm -hmm. That's what a bully is. And so it's not about the strong, smart boy who bullies. Someone who is strong and smart understands their emotions, knows how to express them, knows how to release it, knows how to talk about it, and they have compassion for other people. Right. So what we're trying to do is help boys have that understanding. And in, let's let's talk about the big picture. Am I talking too much? No, I, I have a point that I want to make. Please, but, well, let me stop. This is um, more of a macro view, but um, I'm sure there's a lot of girls and women out there that um, screw up and are negative people, but it's the men in this world that are screwing everything up. <laughs> Um, so like your, your friend who always says you're not nice to dads is going to be mad about that. Statement. Well, if you look at Syria and you look at 
you know, terrorists. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's female terrorists out there. But not too many. But it's the guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to make sure that your son doesn't become terrorist, you send him to our class. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. Was that what you've been waiting to say? <laughs> kind of. Okay. I just kind of thought of it as my mouth was talking. Okay. So let me, <laughs> let me go back to this point. And that is, even though, I mean, I like that you're trying to sell. You are a marketer. But I don't know if that's the base, if that's well, the tagline tag we want. If you don't want <laughs> your child to be a t- why are we laughing? Why is this well, funny? Well, because it is funny. Okay. It's a serious subject, but you can have humor in serious so, subjects. So, okay, let's take it to other things. Relationships with other people and leadership. Okay. The best leaders, and I don't care if it's a leader on a baseball team or a leader because you want to be president or a leader in the class or student council. Or a leader by example where you're... Th- just it, in isn't, life. Yeah, it's just not a leadership role. Yeah, it's nothing you maybe got elected for. Right. Those are the people who know and understand other people. They can read emotional experiences, they know how people are feeling, and they can address things based on how people are feeling. If you do not understand your own emotions, you cannot understand other people's emotions. Therefore, it's difficult, very difficult, to be an effective leader. Basically, what you do is you go in and say, my way or the highway, and you take over. And that doesn't work. It will. For some people, it may for a while, but eventually, they're gonna boot you out. And then let's talk about long-term relationships with friends, or with um, with women, or you know, we'll say partners, you right. know, because I'm, I want to be uh, neutral in that way. You want to be inclusive of I all. I want to be inclusive of all. You know, um, is that when you are having a romantic relationship, if you don't understand yourself, if you don't understand the feelings you're having, it's very difficult to connect with another person in a way that's meaningful. Right. Because basically, if you are cut off from yourself. If you're like, if you push down your own emotions, you don't understand yourself, you don't have a sense of awareness, it's very difficult to have a deep connection with someone. And that's friends too. Like you and I always talk about on the show how guys your age, they don't know how to talk about anything but sports. Right. Why is that? I have no idea. Do you not have no idea? Do you not have an idea? Well, I think that they are disconnected from uh, themselves. And a lot of it, you know, I give my college friends a hard time, but really our, it's, it's, it's harder to make that transition with guys who my whole relationship with them was based on alcohol and sports. Right. And so it's... It's easier to start... It's easier to start where what we knew, what we're all comfortable with. This right. is what we talked about in our 20s. So as a 40-year-old man, to try to do that to, um, you know, to change the relationship is not an easy thing. Whereas it beca- it's easier... W- if I have a blank canvas, and what, what I mean by that is a new friend. If you're introducing yourself as someone who already talks about things that right. are considered vulnerable or right. things that are more open, then that's how you're accepted. Right. And so that relationship. But I don't know if I answered your question. I think the it's hard just because we are scared to be vulnerable. That's it. And why are men scared to be vulnerable? Because it's perceived as weak. It, okay, so that's exactly what we're going back to. And let's have an understanding, even though the people are not, you know, some people are going to shake their head and be like, I don't believe that. But if you can express your emotions, if you understand when you're, ha- when you're sad that it's good for your body and for your mind and your spirit to have a cry, get it out and be done with it and understand it and look at it with a clear lens, you are going to be stronger. Yeah. You are going to be better able to handle right. the world. Right. If you decide to push everything down and say, well, I'm a guy, I don't cry, um, or um, I can't cry, my dad doesn't want me to, or crying, I'll be weak, you're going to be weak. Mm-hmm. That is weak. weak. That is weak. Right. That in itself is a weakness, and this is a paradigm shift for people because I've had a lot of people email me. I wrote a blog last week about this. What was I, the name of that blog? The name of that blog was, what was the name of that blog? Um, Raising Emotionally Intelligent Boys why we need to let our sons feel. Mm. 
And a lot of parents wrote to me and said, Katie, I hear what you're saying, but I, you know, one of my friends was like, but when I see a little boy crying, I'm embarrassed for him. And so do you see how this, this starts with us? Yeah, right. Our perception. Our perception. Our comfort level with certain things. Exactly. And if we, if we can start to view that differently, that a little boy crying, and again, you guys, everything in balance. If it's a little boy or a little girl and they're constantly crying all the time, yeah, there needs to be a sense of balance and and, and right. not having have that. Have some common yeah, sense let's with have some what common we're saying. Sense. But if the boy gets hurt and can release that and cry and let it go, then it's done. Right. If it's a boy gets hurt, sucks it in, mm-hmm. swallows it, doesn't cry, it becomes something else. Mm-hmm. It The energy didn't move through him. Yeah. He has swallowed it. It gets it, stuck. It will become a physical issue. It will become an emotional issue, meaning they're... Um, they may like have anger or a behavior mm-hmm. issue or be unable to sleep. Right. And I don't think we understand this mind-body connection as much well, as we need and to. I don't know the metaphor, but I'm thinking of just things coming in, passing through, and then leaving. And for the guys, it comes in, gets stuck. Gets stuck. And it, it never either leaves. never leaves or if it leaves, it leaves in a much unhealthier way. It leaves, it leaves either as anger mm-hmm. or, and let's talk about before it leaves, it feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So what do men do? If they're uh, older, they may drink, right. they may gamble, yeah. they may um, sex, porn, sex whatever. porn, whatever. If you carry uncomfortable feelings and they don't get to be released, this is where addiction comes in. Right. And I know you guys are like, oh my gosh, how'd you get from this class to addiction? But I'm trying to give you this full, Spectrum, big picture. Right. That's what addiction is. Yeah. Addiction is not wanting to feel something and using something to avoid it. Or it's not thinking you are enough. For right? sure, Both which is it, they're they're connected, interconnected. Right. Self worth is connected to being unable to deal with the feelings that come in and to see them clearly. You think that those feelings are you. Right. So okay, let me give this as an example: a boy mm-hmm. who has normal emotions because he's human, mm-hmm. has emotions, and he's told he shouldn't cry, or he watches society and knows he's not supposed to. So he pushes down those feelings, pushes them down, but he still gets in situations where he feels like crying. Then he feels worthless. Right. Then he feels like I am not a man because I still have these feelings I don't release them but I still want to I don't fit in I'm not worthy I'm not worthy of being man I'm not worthy of love do you see where this goes I do I do so um I as you can see I'm very passionate about yeah you said you wanted five minutes and you took 13 I know that's okay well I felt like we needed to talk more about this because I think you know I'm getting fantastic emails from people asking questions about tell me more about this and obviously we you already know this is just as important for girls but if you are interested in this class that Todd and I are teaching um, comments at zenparentingradio.com that's email you can check out our Facebook page and message us through there um, or go to my website, kathycadams.com, and there's a contact page there. So, again, this is Western Suburbs, Chicagoland. Right. Um, we're getting, I've gotten emails, though, to do it in other places, Sweet. which is good. All right. Um, so you, know, that's it. you know what I'm passionate about? What? Carpet cleaning. Really? Helping hands maid services. Um, we always talk about how awesome the maids are, but they actually do carpet cleaning, too. And a few uh, quick points. Um, in a lot of um, carpet cleaners, they make you wait 12 or 18 hours before you get back on it. You can get... Uh, on and off the carpet in two hours and Helping Hands offers a free 12-month spot and spill warranty with all your carpets protector applications that means if you get a spill or anything they come take care of it for free that's a deal 630-530-1324 helpinghandsmadeservices.com okay and I want to quickly um, segue over to the public service announcement okay I don't know where I saw it but there was an article on the internet and it talked about drowning, and we're all going to pool these days. It's summertime, and um, some things that I 
um, didn't really know is we all think of drowning uh, from TV and movies where a kid's splashing around screaming for his life. And in this article, and we can even post it on our page, it basically says that drowning is not a violent or splashing call for help thing. Um, it's actually a very quiet thing. So if you're by a pool, you need to make sure that that your kid is being guarded by a lifeguard or you or whatever. Because and guard, guard, uh, lifeguards have probably been trained in this way, right? You would think so, but it's funny. Like we have, I'm not going to say we have a pool that we go to. Ours across the street is amazing. Elmer's Park District is amazing. Yeah, These they, lifeguards they are like job. robots and how they... They've got a system, they like a they, system do the they do the nodding thing. But we've been to other pools where... Not in our town. Not in our town, where the girl or the boy is on their cell phone, not yeah. even paying attention. Yeah, it's pretty scary. So, you know, uh, it's just an important thing that uh, drowning usually does not... And that doesn't mean if somebody's in a pool splashing around calling for help, that doesn't mean that they're not pretending. Drowning, right. That means that they might be getting into trouble soon. But for a kid who literally has water coming into his lungs... He's they not making noises. Yeah, yeah. He's not splashing around. So So I guess whenever we give something like this that can be fear inducing, what do we do with it? Instead of just be afraid of it, what do you do? I think you need to be aware that it's just it's an important subject. What do you do with it? You make sure your kid's safe. Well, and what does that mean, though, Todd? Make sure your kid's safe how? and Because I want to give something literal. Like, make sure your kid's safe. What are they going to do? Watch them 24-7? Either and... you watch your kid in the pool or make sure there's lifeguards around, right? Right. Make sure there's lifeguards well, around, Well, make sure, sure your kids swim, obviously. You know what? You're right, because I keep thinking of the pool across the street, but there are lifeguards. But there are families who are going to lakes. Sure. And so there's more than just, there's, there's places without lifeguards. Mm-hmm. Okay, I dig it. Drowning people are physiologically unable to call for help. The respiratory system was designed for breathing. Speech is secondary, so if they're having a hard time breathing, they're not going to be screaming. Okay, the bottom. So just be, just notice. Like sometimes I will say, and this makes you laugh when I do this, but I'll be like, "Skylar, you okay?" Mm -hmm. And I need her to kind of smile or wave because sometimes you can't tell if they're having fun or if they're freaking out. So this uh, article came from a guy named Francisco Pia. And it's something called the instinctive drowning response. So, so we'll post can it on Google our page. it or we can post can it. I talk, can I say something that when you said that about how TV portrays drowning, yeah. it's like how TV portrays giving birth. Right. How that there's a woman like screaming and writhing in pain. And Well, we just saw Jerry Maguire. She's like, oh, the baby's coming. And then like they're off the hospital and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen that like that. Quickly. Uh-uh. You know, if that happened now, it'd be like, okay, you got to wait until your contractions are five minutes apart. But like they immediately. And like not... she has one little contraction and she's like, baby's coming. Right. Um, well, and also when a woman is in the delivery room that they're completely freaking out mm-hmm. and need to be. And, and the thing is, is I'm not saying it isn't doesn't challenging happen. and right. that you don't have those moments. I mean, I definitely was you know, had my moments, but you can actually have a birth that is not, doesn't look like someone's freaking out. Right. You can have a very calm birth. That's true. Um, which I learned and was able to practice. Okay. So. Very good. So that's that. Now let's talk about Skyler's soccer game. Okay. We haven't talked about this. Well, no, so you and I have on the fly. So Skyler had a hard time with her soccer socks and her shoes okay. and she was grumpy and she was mad and she's five years old. Right. And uh, I put the shoes on her, and then she basically said she didn't want to play, at mm-hmm. least in the beginning. She didn't practice with her team beforehand. I'm the coach. Mm-hmm. And as the father of the coach, as the father of the player, the coach of the player, I feel like it's important for her to get her sorry butt out there. Now, okay. I did Say not. Say that statement again. feels important that she gets her sorry butt out not there. Not that. That as the coach. As the coach, it's important that she gets her sorry butt out there. Okay, well, I guess my point is is that this isn't about her. You are saying, 
as the coach, right. you are feeling as if you need to show that your daughter is playing since you're the coach. And I also think I would say it if I wasn't the coach. Okay. Having said that, okay. what did I do? I pulled way back. I let her sit on the side. I hoped that she would come in in the second quarter. She didn't want to come in at all. She sat there. She didn't do anything. The one thing I did say to her is, listen, your teammates are counting on you to play this game. And if everybody does decide that they just don't feel like playing today, there's no game. And she could have cared less. Well, and the thing is, as you were coaching, I was actually with her. Yes, you were. Okay, so you you did everything you just said is true, meaning you did pull back mm-hmm. and you didn't, you know, make a huge deal about it. So that is true. But um, first of all, what was that? That was Saturday morning. What did we do Friday night? Um, I went to Great America. Yes, and oh, she had her little overnight with her friend. Right. She didn't really do an overnight, but they had a slumber party where she gets picked up at night yeah Yeah. so anyway so she had that night and which was kind of a big deal for her she woke up the next morning we had to get up early for this game and right when she woke up i knew that she wasn't in the best place i knew she was right when she woke up (laughs) i didn't know she woke up go ahead (laughs) i didn't want you to catch that i caught it right when she woke up i knew you know i was getting her dressed and ready and here's the thing about skylar What's her demeanor normally? Happy. Yes. So when she is in a space that's not great, um, like every human being, I know that there's something going on. And that's true for everybody. Right. Okay. Um, but what I'm trying to say, she normally presents pretty happy-go-lucky and easy. For sure. Um, so I knew, you know, putting on the socks, you know, we were putting them on. She's like, do I have to wear them? I'm like, absolutely not. Just when we get there, we'll put them on. Like, you know, there was mm-hmm. no need. Yeah. So jumping ahead to the game, we got there. Um, I actually think I parked. I went to get coffee or mm-hmm. something. I showed up and she wasn't playing. And I said, you know, what do you want to do here? And she's and what she was saying to me. The reason I was very low key about it is she was saying, Mom, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I feel. I don't know why I don't want to play. Mm-hmm. And she was crying. Mm-hmm. And I said, Well, what would feel good right now? And she's like, I'm hot. I need because it was really hot. Yeah. And she said, I want to go sit, you know, under the tree. Right. So I said, Go sit under the tree and relax. And the game was going on. Mm-hmm. And then she was under there for a while, and then I went over and sat with her, and I said the same things you did. I said, are you ready to go in now or in five minutes? You know, kind of just assuming she was going to go. And she said, I just don't know. I don't know. And um, and I said the same thing. I said, your teammates, just so you know, when you're on a team, they you need to move in and out because they're hot too, mm-hmm. and they're depending on you. So I did all the things that you said, but she was like, I, I can't. You know, she just didn't have the ability. So I could have forced her. I think to see. Play. I don't think you could have. I think what you could have done is forced I, her to feel guilty. Well, well, we don't we don't do that in our family. But I think I could have made her feel to get her butt in there. I don't think she would have gone. Okay, and regardless, it doesn't matter about huh. that. Uh-huh. She's five. I pulled back. No big deal. Mm-hmm. If she was ten, obviously your teammates are kind of on you're playing regardless of what you say. Right. And and understand, when you're 10, it's not the same thing as a 5-year-old. A 10-year-old, unless they're sick or there's something deeper or bigger issue going on, the peer issue is so huge. Mm-hmm. They would never so, go sit under a tree and So cry. 5, it, it was easier for me to not give her a hard time. 10, it would have been easy for me to say, because JC's 10, you're playing. You're on this team. The, there's a gray area, though. Like, when, What's that gray area where it starts... You know, where it's this way or that way. Is it six? Is it seven? Is it eight? I, I don't know when it is, but it would. I'm glad Skyler was only five and did this because if she would have pulled that in two years from now, I don't think I would have had the same response. Well, here, I have so many things to say about this. Number one, since Skyler has been on the soccer team, has she been anything but excited to play? She's almost always been excited. So if she has a day where she doesn't know how she's feeling, but she knows she doesn't feel great, she was up late the night before, it's hot, it's 8 a.m., 
can we understand that it's not about her inability to be a teammate Mm -hmm. and her not pulling her weight, but she may not feel very good. Mm -hmm. And that because she's five, Mm -hmm. it's okay to say, I mean, she's still got the big lecture about this is, this is what it is, but she's never learned that before. This is her first experience in sitting out and guess what she didn't get. She didn't get the snack. Mm -hmm. She didn't get the drink. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, which is more exciting than the game for most of these girls. And she's, I said, just so you know, if you choose to not play, you will not get these things. I didn't say it mean. Mm -hmm. I didn't say it in a a shameful way, but it's a, it's a natural consequence if you don't play. And so the mom even came up to us twice and said, are you sure? And I said, no, Skylar didn't play today. I don't think she's feeling a hundred percent, which is true. I don't mean she's physically ill. She's emotionally not feeling a hundred percent. I guess my point is, is that it was her first time in really not wanting to engage Mm -hmm. and she's never had the experience of pulling out. And I think that it was a good one for her and for us. Right. Well, it's a, it's a teachable moment. It's a learning experience for her. So I agree with you. And I I feel really good about how I handled it. Wonderfully. But I'm also giving the male egoic, powerful side that is inside my brain. And I was able to create a little space between my male ego and what I actually want to do for my loving daughter. And what I will say to you that you, not only did you do a good job in the moment, but it didn't become an issue afterwards. Mm-hmm. I mean, we asked her a few times, are you feeling better now? Do you have any idea what you were well, feeling we, then? And we let it go. Yeah, but it was gone. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, the other thing, actually, I'm going to talk about our second partner, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. They are our chiropractors for all five family members, mm-hmm. but not Greeley, our bunny rabbit. You know what? I bet she would do work on Greeley. You I think bet so? Greeley would like that. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, I don't know. Their number is 630-941-8733. Um, make time to take care of yourself. Half- healthy families by choice. Not by chance. Not by chance. Greeley keeps trying to go in the office today. I know. He likes. He wants to be around us today. Yeah, he's cool he's in the He's been licking my... My uh, your toesies. My toes. <laughs> um, all right. So next, um, signing up your kids for camp. Okay. Um, our two of our three daughters were not excited about this uh, camp this morning. Yeah. So they started a VBS, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's Vacation Bible School. In most towns, in most suburbs, there's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Every church, and you don't have to be a member of the church to be, you know, right. to go to it. It's just a really great um, low key camp where they can so be outside. Here's my thing. Okay. Um, these girls have a pretty sweet life. Yeah. And I just remember as a kid, you know, first of all, I accept the awkwardness of going to a camp where they are not going to know anybody. Right. And, but at the same time, that happened to me all the time. And you just, I feel like it's a way to make friends. Right. It is, of course, it's not completely comfortable because you see you see a bunch of strange kids that you've never met before. Now, I know with this camp, they happen to know a few, which made it even easier this They didn't morning. know they would, but right. when they got there, they realized they so, had friends. So, I don't know. I just feel like this is a tough love thing. Mm-hmm. And we it's not like we sprung this on them. We talked to them about this two months oh, ago. Oh, I signed them up months and months so ago. So, you're doing this camp from 9 till 12. And, you know, and our, our youngest, our Skylar was fine with it. Cameron and JC gave us a hard time. And I honestly could have cared less. Mm-hmm. That's my point. Well, and I, I don't care that you don't want to go, <laughs> honestly, because deal with it. Well, and I, I agree with you for many reasons. Number one, because like you said, most of the time their summer is so low key that to have one thing, especially something part of a vacation Bible school, well, you know they're going to be taught some really wonderful things. Right. There's, you know, it's a great group that's organized it. Blah blah blah. Here's the the piece that for this camp or for any other camp that your kids are in this summer, I think it's important to what you just said is 
your language was, well, I had to do this when I was a kid and I had to be thrown into situations that are uncomfortable. I think where we not fail our kids, but where we challenge our kids is when we say, well, you just need to do it and deal with it and you're going to be fine. And why are you so upset? I don't think that's truthful. I think we send our kids in and say, I know that at the beginning it's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. I know that when you walk in there, you're nervous. You want to know why? I used to do this and I was nervous. And I'll tell you what, I still go into situations where I'm nervous, where I'm going to meet a new group of people that I work with or I'm going to go present. I'm still nervous. So I know exactly what you're feeling. But what I also know is that you, after you're going to meet someone or meet a bunch of people, maybe not in the first five minutes, but eventually, and you're going to be fine. You want to know why? Because you do it all. All the time right. you're so good at it and so instead of telling them did how you to say feel, any of that to them not in the, the structured i didn't say way. any of that to them i said you're going i know but i i we, did we should make them listen to that part <laughs> this part of the show i did say this to them in in the way that i talked to the girls the way i'm saying it now is very formal right. to help parents but what i did say to them is you know one of them was saying well what if no one's in my group like last year because last year our oldest daughter that she didn't have as many people or i Maybe it was JC. I don't remember. But regardless, there was a lot of like, I feel like I'm by myself all the time. And I said, you know what, honey? I know how you feel. I've been there. Um, I get it. But have you ever, I kind of always give her the, uh, you know, because she's going into fifth grade. Have you ever gone into a situation where you haven't met someone you've liked eventually? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, see, you've already done this. I'm trying to empower them rather than strip them down. Right build them up rather than tell them why they should feel so crappy that they don't want to go. That's just shame and guilt and fear. If you empower them and say, I know you feel this way, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Don't feel bad about not wanting to go, but you're going to go. But you're going to go. You know, I missed the first part of that. I just, well, I just did the second part. And you're making yourself sound worse than, because you didn't say anything. No, I didn't say anything other than, well, actually what I said, because Cameron had this big droopy look on her face this morning. And I go, are you, are you, concerned about camp this morning she said yeah i'm like well you know what you're probably going to go to the pool with your cousin later this afternoon so maybe you can just think um focus on that focus that you know once you get through this there's something really fun afterwards and i know that's not a mindful it's not a very present moment well, it gives way of going about it mm-hmm. but yeah it's just something like okay get through it and then go and i'll bet you today's going to be the worst day for them or it might be the best i mean i think like i said they showed up and they had friends there and i will also say what i said to them this morning you probably heard this as i came downstairs and i said you guys are gonna have to be ready to go at nine and they did the droopy thing and I said, girls, quit creating stories in your head. Mm-hmm. I said, you you haven't even been there yet. You don't know. Stop making stories up. Because right. they're making a story up in their head of how bad it's going to be. So when I'm telling you, it's not that I'm always like so... Uh, you know, I was very matter of fact with them. Right. I was like, stop doing that. Um, so it's not that I'm always like, oh, feelings, feelings. Sometimes like you're like, come on, yeah. let's let's roll with this. Let's get with the program. Let's get with the program. So you do both. But the thing that, because I do believe so much in understanding kids' emotions, I don't like it when parents pretend and say, you should be happy about this. You should feel this way. What's that? Right. You're telling them how to feel versus rally. Let's right. go. You can do this. Right. Um, so anyway. All right. Next topic. Rally. Um, JC has um, started wearing these glasses that are fashion glasses. I don't even understand what they're. Well, they're like they're they're clear lens glasses. They don't. don't They're not prescription. So my, I just think this is an interesting topic because I've seen the NBA players wear them, and I've always. Do you know that the NBA players don't need those glasses for sure? Why do you know that? 
Because they tell they talk about it. Oh, this, they do. It's a fashion thing. It's oh. these, these big bold black frames okay. that Dwayne Wade and LeBron and probably a million others wear, and it's like a fashion accessory. And I'm like, what a bunch of idiots! Why are they wearing glasses if they don't need to wear glasses? Month later, all of a sudden, my daughter's wearing mm. not black thick. You know, they're like they're from they're from Claire's. Yeah, they're pattern glasses, mm-hmm. whatever. So my original, I didn't say this to her, but I'm like, that's silly. That's mm-hmm. stupid. Why are you wearing glasses? You God gave you these wonderful eyes. Why are you covering them up with frames that are just silly? Mm-hmm. But then I kind of caught myself like, why am I so concerned about this? Why is this a big deal? So let's talk. Why is it? Keep going. I don't know. I feel like if I'm ta- if I'm coming to you from a place of this is stupid, it is. It's inauthentic. It is not something that is necessary. And I don't know. That's it. I don't know. Well, and, you know, like you said, I think part of it is with JC, it's because you had already judged these basketball players and decided they were idiots for doing it. But I guess what's the difference between wearing earrings and a necklace? That's how I resolved it in my own brain. Like, what is the big deal? I mean, it's better than getting a tattoo. Right. And, you know, she... I kind of feel like kids, when they're really young, you know, they tr- they they wear their dress-up clothes and mm. they wear their little high heels and they put on everyone's jewelry because they're trying on new personalities. Right. They're like, what does it feel like to be a princess? What does it feel like to be a firefighter? What does it feel like to be to wear a mask? Because mm. they need to like play in there to figure out who they are. Right. And I think it, girls. As they continue to grow, and obviously there needs to be boundaries around this. I'm not going to let my daughter wear half shirts because she wants to know what that feels like. Right. But at least not out in public. She can do that at, you know, in the house. Right. But if she wants to try on glasses and feel what it feels like to to wear glasses and how people respond to her and how it, does she feel like she can look people in the eye easier? Mm-hmm. Does that little boundary with that those glasses somehow make her feel like she can stand up straighter? Mm. Then more power to you. Mm. It's kind of like a... It's and again, I'll use this language again. You're trying on a different personality, right. and I think that we do that our whole life. But I think it's most apparent in this time. You know, junior high, she's going into fifth. You know, um, where she's trying to figure out who do I want to be, who am I? Kind of like Jan Brady with the wig. And so let's hope she doesn't wear the the big black wig. And what did Mr. and Mrs. Brady do? They let her do it. They let her do it. Because they said, this is your decision. And if you want to be the new Jan Brady. Was that the George Glass episode? No, I don't think so. Jan just has a lot of episodes where she's not sure where she is. Poor Jan. Jan struggled. She did struggle. <laughs> she, um, so, um, but she, she had... She's got guts, though. Wearing yes. that wig to that party. But do you remember what everyone says when she gets there? How like, stupid Jan. it looks. Well, I think they laugh. Yeah. Peter goes with her, though. They, Peter's a good bro. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I think Peter they, was wearing a suit, I think, to the party. He was, and he's like, are you sure you want to wear this? But they go back and pick up Jan, because she goes home, and they say, Jan, your your hair is so beautiful. And let's think about Jan's hair. You can't relate to this. Jan's hair is ridiculously gorgeous. Mm-hmm. She's got long, beautiful, and that's why it's so ironic right, that, that she's, she's covering covered. that up. Well, and, and maybe in a weird way, maybe that's what I'm thinking about JC's eyes. Because like, her eyes you, are so beautiful. Yeah, why yeah. Would you um, cover them up with anything? Yeah. Unless you need to see better, but you don't need to see better. So. Well, and there is a little hiding going on, mm-hmm. and I want us to not judge our kids for doing that because we all do it. Right. We all hide behind, oh, I'm going to wear this brand new dress, and therefore I feel better about myself. And as long as that's in balance, meaning you're not completely identified by your clothes, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And with our kids, it's the same way. If they want to wear a pair of glasses because it makes them feel a little more protected, mm-hmm. What's the problem? Yeah. You know, as long as they can balance that, as long as they're not, 
it doesn't become an issue where they can't accept themselves. Right. But it's human. And I think another reason it bothered me is because it's new. Like, it's not something... We never did this. As kids, right. As kids. Like, I don't think anybody ever did this up until, like, the last year. But maybe I'm so out of the loop that people have been doing this for a long time. But yeah, I, it's, 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 been it's fairly foreign recent. to me. So the mm-hmm. fact that it was foreign to me, I think I had to warm up to the idea. Yeah. So, anyways. You All should right. go buy a pair of glasses and just wear them and see well, how my, it feels. Well, my buddy Brian has them, and I wore them, and I sent you a picture of them. And I liked them on you. They look good. Yeah, so maybe I'll start wearing glasses. And you know what? I had glasses in high school for a really short amount of time. And I really didn't need them. I think I just really kind of wanted them. Which I think is crazy. Well, I know. And, and I can't go like back. you went to an optometrist and... Yeah, and I and I was... I, you pretended not to see letters. Well, let me say this. I It wasn't You 100- called that E a B, didn't you? <laughs> it was an E and you know it. And you said, no, that's a B for sure, doctor. I said, I can't see it at all. Yeah. Um, no, I, I got a really slight prescription and I very rarely wore them. But then in college... I took them to college. I didn't really need them. But there'd be mornings when I wasn't looking too good. You know, you I was a little tired and my eyes were a little swollen and, and I would wear those and it would help. Help what? It would help me feel a little more so like... it didn't help, help. It just It didn't help my feel. eyes. Right. It just helped me feel like I've got two swollen eyes. I used to have this thing in college where if I would like stay out too late or, or drink too much that one of my eyes would swell up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my, my roommate Andrea is listening see, to I this, just, she'll laugh. See, I just threw up. Well, you that... did the swollen eye thing, <laughs> but it would. I would look really funny. Obviously, actually, I was at a Pike party one time. That's your fraternity. Darn Pike. And I, during the party, my eyes started to swell up, and it became kind of like a fun party trick. Everyone's like, "What happened to you?" <laughs> um, so I have pictures from that. I'll show you sometime. Anyway. All right, last last topic. Okay. Two two tips for. One parents. Tip. One tip. One tip. Yeah, you keep saying two. Parents <laughs> who have are in a divorce for their so kids. So going through a divorce. So we're like I said, Todd and I are going to try and incorporate things into each show where we can at least share something. I think the number one biggest thing, which we've talked about before on the show, is when you are going through a separation or divorce. Obviously, there's some huge emotions going on for sure. the adults. There's probably some anger, some frustration, some feeling. Um, um, it may be an unfair thing. Maybe one person did something really negatively or didn't, whatever. My point is, is that of course you're going to have those emotions and you're going to be angry, but you, if you want to be very careful about not talking negatively about your partner or your former partner to your kids. Why? And, okay. First of all, a very basic level, your child, if your child, um, is, you know, and it doesn't matter if adopted or, or, you know, biological, that person, that father or that mother is half of your child. So that your child is half of that person. So if you talk negatively, let's pretend, you know, I'll just be myself. I'm the mom and I'm talking negatively about my child's father and he's such a jerk and can you believe he's such a jerk and he's so selfish. The child carries not only love for her father but carries her father in her she believes herself to be half of her father Mm -hmm. so you are in a roundabout way saying she's a jerk and that she's and some people say oh that's too far reaching well we know this it may or may not be depending on the kid and all that well and we also know this from clinical you know um when i say research i don't mean like i mean talking with kids over time that this is what most kids yes they feel this way that not only do they love their father oh there's a hummingbird in the window not only do they love their father but they also it's a finch oh it looked like a little hummingbird it was no he's flapping so fast he is gorgeous he's He's probably male 
<laughs> okay, let me finish this. Sorry. <laughs> Not only do they love their father, but they need to think of their father as being a valuable human being. It doesn't mean they're a perfect human being. And when they grow up, believe me, they will know what this person did. That's and my they, whole point. Yeah, is go ahead. Let, let your kid figure out if your ex is an SOB. Mm-hmm. It's not your job to tell them that because this kid, like let's say that there's a dad out there who's an SOB but gives everything like toys and tickets to games and candy and all this other stuff. Eventually that kid is going, going to, to figure it. out that that's not what love is. Right. Love is setting boundaries. Love is um, all the hard work. Mm-hmm. It's not about being the good times buddy. And that'll feel good to them in the moment. I know. And that's the hard part right. about the spouse who's trying to do all the good things yeah. because for a while you're going to be voted last on the popularity contest. Yeah. yeah. You'll be the one that makes life hard. And that is okay. And just know that that is okay. And that that's part. And, and let's say that they have a father who is, and we're saying father, this could be opposite. Yeah, this could course. be mother. Um, a father that's an SOB. Like Meryl Streep from Kramer versus Kramer. She left. I know she and then did. she came back and Thanks wanted. Thanks a lot, Meryl. Good job. <laughs> well, she made a good choice at the oh, end. Oh, she did. Um, but uh, say that say that the father is a jerk, and your child does realize their dad is a jerk. Like he doesn't show up mm-hmm. for dinner, right. or he doesn't take them on right. the weekend because he's too busy. You can acknowledge your child's feelings without adding to the fire. Right. Meaning, you can say you're right. That was, that was not okay for him to do that. I understand why you feel that way. I feel upset too. Those are authentic things to say, but to add to it by saying, see, he's a jerk. He's always been a jerk. He'll always be a jerk. See, he's going to continue to hurt you. That just, that is trying to pit everyone against right. somebody right. and they will figure it out on their own and respect you and love you and appreciate you a million times more. In the long run. If you can stay out of that, if you can be the supportive person who doesn't, push them to liking or disliking somebody. So that's tip one. Tip two comes next week. Yes, tip two. We'll keep talking about this because we know this is important. Tournament of Bad, before that, um, Avid Company, painting, remodeling, all over the Chicagoland area. Their phone number is 630-956-1800. 630-956-1800. Tournament of Bad. I have three things, but Uh I'm not going to share all three. Okay, let's hear it. Um, One, well, maybe I am. The guy who threw a cigarette out the window. In front of us. I feel like I see that all the time. Like, What's going on? Why do people litter? I don't know. I mean... What about the Indian who was crying? What Indian? In the commercials. I don't remember that commercial. The littering commercial where the Indian was looking over and he has a tear running down his cheek because mm. people are... Are you telling me you don't know the Indian commercial? No. Is it oh from our, my when gosh. we were little kids? Yes. And everyone... Well, not everyone. Most people listening know what I'm talking about. It was even in Wayne's World too. Remember the Indian, the naked Indian guy who was following Jim Morrison? Yeah. He has a moment like where they parody that where oh, he really? cries. No, yeah. completely oh my gosh, over my head. We're posting it on our page. So, yes, I don't understand why people litter. Even remember, what's that uh, show with... Um, I'm not going to come up with that. Help me and I'll help you. It's Don, help Don, me. Don Draper. Help you. Mad Men. Mad Men. And there's a part where they're having a picnic. Oh, and totally. after it's over, they just it's like a picnic blanket full of like all this Food. garbage. And he just kind of airs it out. And, and they just, leave. And that's what people used to do. Yes. And it's probably because we didn't have styrofoam back then. And people, it would just degrade into the environment. Maybe. It was no big deal. I don't know. Not that that was okay. But these days, just put the trash in People trash. didn't used to pick up dog poop. I know. And that seems crazy to me now. I know, but that's even less. I mean, that's going to absorb into the environment. You're it right. actually helps the grass. You're right. You're right. Um, so so my, don't throw cigarettes out the window. Don't smoke because it's not good for you. We, we live about that. four blocks away from a Walmart. Yes. 
and there's seagulls there. <laughs> Where do these seagulls come from? I don't know. We are 17 miles straight west of downtown Why Chicago. Why do they live at Walmart? I don't know. It's like a big parking lot, and they just kind of scavenge for food. But they're, I'm, they look like seagulls. But there's food. There's restaurants all over the place. Why are they just at Walmart? I think it's just a big open space. Maybe they think it's a lake, yeah. and then they get closer to the concrete. And it's like, really only puddles? Yeah. I don't know. So I don't understand. Somebody help me, under, help me understand why seagulls you, hang out at Walmart. Can you make a seagull sound? That's pretty good. That's, that's a, pretty good. I think that's a crow. It's a mixture of a crow. Um, and, a and then I'm gonna stop there. No, one more. No. Well, the post office. It's so dreary. <laughs> like banks. No banks. At least I don't know. Our post office here in Elmhurst. I love our town, but like there's pictures of like Randy Johnson from like five years. Like they don't update anything. <laughs> the postal workers seem to usually be in not the best mood. Yeah. I don't know. Just. You know, give me a little enthusiasm. Yeah, well... Both, both on the decor. Like, maybe there's other post offices that have wonderful decor. But, but that costs money, and it's a government-run And thing. they're running out of money. Yeah, and blah, 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 blah. So anyways, post office. Post office. Uh, buy your book, Self-Aware Parent Part 1 and 2. Yep. Uh, on kathycadams.com. I was going to say on my website. Or amazon.com. Or amazon.com. It's more expensive there. But you can do it because it's simple and it's yeah. free shipping. Easier. Um, but anyway, we like that. And, and we, we like that. all you. So if you want to help like us you. out... Um, share our Facebook post of when our show comes up. Just share it. Share it. and or Don't like it. I like it when you like it, but we love it when, when you, you share, share it. it. Or you can go on iTunes and give us a review. We've found that the more reviews we get, the more we are we climb up that what's hot list on iTunes. And we're like, we were like eighth. Yeah, we're in front of Ellen. We were in front of Ellen and some other uh, big ones. So it's really nice. So thanks for listening, everybody. And have a good week. Have a good week. Have a good week.